What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-hosts Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. Go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. For the OG listeners, you might be thinking like, wait, is this, did I go back and listen to the Uncensored Show? It's just George and Jacqueline. And I, um, Carter is uh, couldn't join us today, but me and Jacqueline are going to hold it down. Jacqueline, how you doing? Good, good. I think we can do this. I think we got it. I believe in us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Carter, but little known fact, little known fact, Carter was this close to actually only appearing on the epi- on the podcast, like just here and there when we first got started. Then he started to see the graphics going live and it was really like, oh, nah, like <laughs> I want to be a part of it. <laughs> uh, it was the FOMO. <laughs> yeah. And so then he ended up joining us and it's been, you know, the rest is history. So thank you guys for tuning in. And so for those who don't know, April is financial literacy month, right? So this <laughs> is the month all about, you know, he had to drop the cash app um, to learn all about financial literacy. Right. And so we thought this would be a great episode to just kind of break down, like, what does it look like to have a true, solid financial plan so that you can rest well at night? Because the best thing about the Internet is you can learn about anything. I mean, you know, in the Melanin Millionaires Club every single month, well, really every week, but every month we bring on new guests who create these classes around drop shipping, Turo, Airbnb, uh, event spaces, you know, anything you could vending machines. Right all these different abstract ways to make additional income, which is a vessel for building wealth, right? The challenge with that is you might be wondering like, where do these things fit into just a fundamental financial plan? And so we want to make sure that even though there's so many exciting things on the internet, that today we can break down very simply and plainly what it means to have a true and solid financial plan. And what better person to do that than two financial advisors, one who's even a certified financial planner. So Jacqueline, let's, let's, let's kick them off. Like when you think about having a financial plan, you think back to your days of, you know, advising clients one-on-one. Now you're helping people more at scale through, you know, digital education. I think you have like a, even uh, going to, or have already started helping other advisors who are trying to become more digitally oriented, grow their business. But just think back to those nitty gritty uh, advisor days when you really were having to craft these comprehensive plans for people and Start us off with understanding what does a true financial plan look like? Boy, craft financial plans. I do that in my sleep. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think I really want to start with kind of jumping back to April being financial literacy month, because as you were talking about that, I was like, wait, that's honestly really crazy that we have to have a whole month around financial literacy. Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it should be like like, all day every (laughs) day. Yeah, because like every month that is like a designated month for something, right, that we recognize, it's designated to bring awareness to it, right? Like Black History Month, Women's History Month, then financial literacy. And it's like, wow, okay. So 
what we're saying is America is lacking financial literacy. We need more financial information. And I know we were looking at the stats earlier about who uses an advisor versus who doesn't. For me, when I'm crafting financial plans, it's very important that I'm educating first and letting Mm -hmm. families know like, hey, you need all of these pieces and this is why. You know, I have a crazy, tragic, dramatic story as to why I became a financial advisor. But the reason why I use that story and I tell that story so often is because it helps people to understand the necessity of a comprehensive financial plan. Right, right, right. And guys, if you hear, I know there's only two of us today, but if you happen to hear a little bit of background noise, that's our our other co-host, my son, Legend, who apparently is either hungry, wet, or tired, um, if you hear him crying in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, you learned that recently? <laughs> yes. I know, I know, like I know one of these three. One of those, one of those three things, um, unless something else is wrong, which so far hasn't been. Typically, if we can solve one of those things, he, you know, he, he's, he's pretty cool. Um, speaking of which, right, a little bit out of order, but you know, if you plan to expand your family, right, you obviously want to have a financial plan, right? You want to make sure that you think about it. Like we're not, well, I don't know who listens to the podcast, but like we're not in, you know, in our early 20s anymore, right? Maybe some of us are who are listening to this, but you want to make sure that you're being thoughtful. Like anything past 25, right? Like honestly, it's like at that point, like we've given you grace. Like now it's time to be thoughtful about I'm bringing somebody into this world, right? Like, let me make sure I have a proper plan. Um, So one of the things I think about, and it's like the lifeblood of any financial plan. I don't care whether you make $50,000 a year or half a million or more, you have to have your cash flow plan down. Now we're not talking about like line item budgeting and how much did I spend on gas. Now, depending upon how much money you have, there might be a period where you have to get granular, right? It is what it is. We've all been there. We need to see what the heck is going on. But conceptually, the goal is just to create a cash flow plan so that you can understand where your money's going so that you can direct more of it to where you want it to go, right? So I think on one of our most recent podcasts, Jacqueline mentioned that she had taken, let me see if my memory is right, seven 48-hour trips. Was that right? Yeah, I think it was seven-ish at that point, yeah. Yeah, seven 48-hour trips in a a month or a short time span, right? Obviously, traveling and experiences are important to Jacqueline. So we're not saying, hey, you know, be in the house in the summer with the AC off. We're saying align your spending with what you value. That is the main purpose of a cash flow plan, right? It's like, okay, I say that I value financial independence. I say that I value being able to travel. I say that I value doing X, Y, Z. Then why is all my money going to eat now? Why is all my money going to shopping? Why do I have more worth? I mean, more money in my closet than I do in the things that I say I value, right? Mm. That's what we're saying. I don't know about y'all, but when we say cash flow plan, we're like, what is it that I want to do with this money, this hard-earned money? And do I have a strategy of directing it to the right place? Jacqueline, what are your thoughts on that? I feel like you're describing the cash flow plan. And I think we have two experts on here. So you guys are getting a lot of high level. But George, I think, can you take it one step back and define like what is a financial plan actually? Something that's like really easy that people could take back to their families and have that conversation at Thanksgiving of like, yo, we need a financial plan. Yeah, absolutely. So in my in my definition, a financial plan is basically like the blueprint for how you're going to navigate your finances across a few different categories. Right. Number one is cash flow. Number two 
let's call it risk management, right? Because we don't want to develop this financial plan for what we're going to do with our money and not think about well, what happens if I get hurt or sick uh, or temporarily incapacitated, right? Or if I do have people that depend upon me and I pass away prematurely, right? What happens if I get in a car accident and I thought my car insurance was going to cover me, but that I get sued and it doesn't. I have an, do I have an umbrella? So risk management is the moat around your financial plan. So all the things that you're building, the wealth that you're growing, you have a way to protect it, right? Then you want to have estate planning, right? Which is kind of a derivative of risk management, but ultimately the purpose of estate plan is, well, if something does happen to me, right? Whether I become temporarily incapacitated or I pass away, who's going to get the stuff, right? Who's going to get it? What's going to happen? Is it going to charity? Is it going to mom? Is it going to my little puppy? You see like some people uh, like leaving, <laughs> leaving their inheritance to their dog and their animals, right? But you get a chance to dictate what happens to your stuff, right? Then of course, you want to have your wealth building slash uh, financial independence aspect of your financial plan, right? Because at the end of the day, we're not just saving and investing money to look log into our online banking and marvel at the total of the mountains of money that we have, right? You're trying to create a certain nest egg or trying to create a certain amount of passive income that's going to allow you to make Jacqueline, I'll give her full credit. She's the first person I heard say this, even though I wanted to steal it and take it, take it, take it myself so that you can have a work optional lifestyle, right? So you want to make sure you have a plan in place that's going to actually give you that target so that it's not this arbitrary thing where I'm saving 4% on my 401k. And I'm guessing that if I do that for 30 years and plus I, maybe I might get social security, I might be able to retire one day, right? You want to have an actual plan that's going to tell you when that target is, all things remaining constant. So at the highest level, that's how I would define a financial plan. Say, hey, do I have these ducks in a row? Do I have my cash flow plan in order? Do I have my risk management plan in order? Do I know what's going to happen to my stuff when I'm no longer here? And do I have my wealth building slash financial independence strategy in place? So mm. how did I do that one? Mm. It was a lot. It was a mouthful. I don't know if we can take that back to Auntie on Thanksgiving Day, but that is okay because maybe we can't, but maybe somebody listening can. Somebody like City Star, who left us a five star review and said, Dope content, powerful, high quality content. Every episode has gems full of knowledge and resources from people who started at ground zero, like so many others, like myself. This platform is great for learning and utilizing tools to your advantage to scale your business, gaining financial freedom, and more. Thank you so much for that wonderful review, City Star. We appreciate you. And just to show a little bit of our gratitude, did you press something? Did you yeah, press something? Yeah, 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 I can't yeah, hear it. Like round of applause. Right, one more time. Still no? I got nothing, but getting, uh, I tried. We're getting our sound effects together. We're trying. <laughs> I tried. I tried. City Star, we appreciate you. And just to show our true appreciation to you, I would like to send you a gift. So if you could send an email to podcast at melaninmoney.com, I would love to send you a gift. Thank you so much for your awesome five-star review. And for those listening, feel free to leave us a review as well. We would love to read yours on the show and offer you a special gift. So George. Same thing goes for our YouTube listeners as well. We see the comments. Um, so if you're loving this show, blow up our YouTube channel if you prefer to watch it rather than listen to it. And we'll look out for y'all and, and, and you know, give y'all some gifts, to, gifts as well. It's, it's all love. It's all love around it's here. It's all love.
What's up, guys? Have you ever been just like chilling on the couch and trying to find something to watch on Netflix and you're browsing, you're scrolling, and you just can't seem to find anything that you either, one, haven't already watched or just doesn't seem that interesting? Well, I have the solution for you because if you're listening to the Melanin Money Show, then I know that you care about taking your financial life to the next level. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flicks. So instead of Netflix and chill, you can Financial Flicks and chill and you can find on-demand videos across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship. And right now, you can test drive Financial Flicks for just a dollar by clicking the link in the show notes. Go to melaninmoney.com forward slash Financial Flicks and check out all of the on-demand videos we have, plus all the other features that you'll get access to by joining today. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup. My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. (laughs) It's all love with the Melanie Millionaire Club. Okay. Ooh. I like that. All love in the Melanin Millionaires Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the coolest financial advisors on here. We can both rap low key, but that's the conversation for another day. Another low key may be hey, high. No, we're going to do a freestyle in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Freestyle in Atlanta. Like, you know, right now, get your bars together. Uh, get your bars Atlanta. together. Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. I thought Hot the meetup body. was going to be. No? Okay. Oh, she's, she's, trying, she's trying to give y'all a little. A little premature sauce. I mean, if I were y'all, I would tune in. We got something special coming for y'all. A little, well, you know, little we do, foreshadow. We do a podcast in Atlanta. When is it? Two weeks from now. Mid-April. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, financial literacy right. month. Okay, so George. Exactly. Yeah. George gave y'all pretty much all the sauce for creating your financial plan, right? But the idea is if we're going to build generational wealth, we need the other generations on board, right? So sometimes that's generations that are previous to us. And of course, it's going to be the ones that follow you, right? So that may not be your children. In my case, I don't have children. So George does. So he's literally trying to leave a legacy with legend. And I am Mm -hmm. leaving the legacy with nieces, nephews, and any other random kids that you just want to drop off at my door. (laughs) Just kidding. But um, seriously, though. So Ideally, you are able to have these conversations. You're able to take these conversations back to your people, right? So mm-hmm. it's important that we're all planning for our futures financially if we're building generational wealth. Yep. So to the point of your cash flow, um, like, you know, topic that you shared with us, mm-hmm. cash flow, in my opinion, is really the most important Because if you think about it at the end of the day, if I spend more than I make my entire life and I die in the negative, I leave absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. But even if I don't invest and I just save money and I die in the positive, like at least I'm still leaving some generational wealth. right? Right. I'm probably leaving good habits behind, which is generational wealth. And I'm leaving behind some actual money. So that's why I feel like cash flow is the most important, because if you just overspend your entire life, there is yeah. no real financial plan that we can make. Right. right. There Unless, is nothing. You have life insurance. That's like the only saving grace. <laughs> yeah, but, and, yeah. yeah. But just speaking just on the cash flow portion itself, like right. you have to 
have a really good handle on that. And the thing about like describing how a financial plan works and how like cash flow planning works can be kind of confusing to some people because we're so used to like we're trained in school, like, okay, you need to have an answer for this. Mm -hmm. Right. And when it comes to financial planning, there's not always one answer. Right. There's most often two answers, right? There's usually Mm -hmm. an emotionally correct answer. And then there is like a numerical or quantitatively correct answer. And so when we're talking about cash flow planning, people get a little bit uneasy because what happens is all of these decisions, answers, um, they're all going to be made on a recurring basis, right? Mm -hmm. Like you should always have cash flow constantly coming into your household, coming into your business, right? right? So you're always going to have to have a plan for it. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's really important for us to note is that this is recurring. It's ongoing. It is one of the most important things about adulting, honestly, because Mm -hmm. we know your finances dictate pretty much your whole life, right? They dictate what time you get up in the morning, what you eat, what you do during the whole day, right? So we can't mm-hmm. ignore that this is pretty high up on the scale of adulting. Yeah, that's a fact. I mean, I agree with everything that you said. And so like cash flow, just think about it as like the lifeblood of your financial plan. Because if you can get the cash flow part right, then you can allocate it however and wherever you see fit which is going to allow you to live the life that you want. Because to Jacqueline's point, if we're being honest, people can say, oh, money doesn't matter. Money doesn't buy happiness. Well, if I can only afford a $700 apartment versus, a, let's say, a $3,000 mortgage, right? It's going to buy, it's going to buy comfort. I, don't, I mean, you can define happiness however you want to define it, but money is helpful, right? Money is a resource. Absolutely. Money can provide help with peace of mind. Money can help you help others, Right. Um, so, you know, we're not here to like idolize the dollar per se, but what we're here to do is say, how can you make money work for you? How can you, cause money makes a great servant, but a terrible master, right? A great servant, but a terrible master, because if you don't have your money under control, it will control you. It will stress you out. I mean, there's so many stats about, uh, how much stress is rooted in like not having your money together. It's not even funny. Right. So we want to make sure that you understand what type of structure you can put together to make sure that you have a strong, a strong financial plan. Now, you know, on our show, we always give homework. We always make it tactical. So even though I gave you a mouthful, even though Jacqueline shared a lot with you so far, what we want you to do is just start small. Like let's strip away any financial jargon, anything that seems overwhelming. And here's where you can start. I don't care if you, and Jacqueline actually has a free guide, I think, or it's inside the Melanin Millionaires Club like five, some financial apps that you can use that everybody can, you know, use to get your cash flow plan on it. Right. But my point is, even if you don't do that, right. Even if your first step is logging into your online banking, right. And just scrolling from, cause we, as of this podcast, it's the first day of the month, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. <laughs> it's the first of the month. Right. So that means all of March is done. Nothing you can do about it. So a simple exercise you can do before you download, oh, I don't know what app to download, which one is the best one, right? Even though you can get the guide for free, I'm gonna make it even more simple for you. Log into your online banking and just scroll, right? Get out a pen and paper for one month and see, okay, how much did I spend on food? How much did I spend on gas? Ooh, gas is crazy right now. How much did I spend on um, shopping, right? And does that somewhere align with whatever mental number that you thought you were doing? Just do that, right? If you feel like, oh, wow, I didn't, I, I didn't do as bad as I thought I did, then maybe 
you're in a good place and you've been running from cash flow planning all this time, all this while, you could have been directing your money in the right place. Or more typically, you're going to get surprised by some stuff. You're going to see some subscriptions you forgot to cancel. You're going to see some things you spent a little more money on than you thought you, that, you, that you were spending on. And then that's going to open your eyes to say, you know what? Does my spending align with what I say I value? That goes back to Jacqueline's qualitative metric. So the, the numbers are the X's and O's. When you look at how you spent your money, ask yourself a real question. Does this align with what I say I value? If it does, great. Is there a more cost-effective alternative? If there's not, no worries, right? Live your best life as if it's within your cash flow plan, right? If it's not within your budget, how can I still extract this value, but for less money? So for example, let's say I'm a foodie and I love, I love eating out, but really what I love is who I'm eating out with, right? So if I see a bunch of eating out because I'm, I'm getting up with my homegirl, my best friend, my cousin, my spouse, whatever, you don't necessarily value the food in and of itself. You value the fellowship. So the question for at least some of the time throughout the month, can I, can I invite somebody over for a kickback or can they, you know, can we have a brunch where one person brings the champagne, one person brings the eggs, one person brings the pancake mix? I don't know. It all depends upon your budget, right? But just think about it from that lens. Like, how can I still do what I love, but do it within the realm of my current budget constraints? And the second immediate question you should ask yourself this is going to make Jacqueline excited. Is how can I just go make more money so I can keep doing what I want to do and maybe even do more of it, right? Because it's now going to open your eyes to like, this ain't, I'm not even spending a whole lot. I just don't make that much. And that might be a tough pill to swallow initially, but at least you have a level of self awareness now. And you can now start to figure out, like, okay, well, if I want to do this and more, let me figure out how I can make some money. And God knows we've given y'all so much free game on a monthly basis on how to do that. Not just here on the podcast, but the free classes that we do every single month. Shout out to Melon Millionaires Club. So that's my two cents on that. What's going on guys? George Pong here. And I am the founder of Melanin Money, the number one brand for wealth builders of color. You know, I look at wealth building like a sport. In every sport, you gotta have a uniform. And so what is the official uniform for wealth builders of color? that's where Melanin Money comes in. So if you go to melaninmoney.com and use code MELANIN15, you'll get 15% off your order of the entire store. And I think you're gonna absolutely love our latest editions, right? It's literally a um, productized emotion of what it feels like to build black wealth, right? But you get to wear it, um, you get to share the world, like your hard work that you're doing on this journey of building wealth. And we can't wait for you to join Team Black Wealth by shopping melaninmoney.com. I feel like there's a couple of things that I hear from there. One, I think, especially as women, we get caught in the comparison trap. So, I mean, men, honestly, men do it too, right? Like you see oh, somebody sure. out with something, with the new drip, with the, oh, they always <laughs> traveling here and always doing that. And you're like, why am I not doing that? Why am I not going to these places, right? Why am right. I not, um, you know, growing in such a way online? Like, why is this not working for me? Why did I not get the promotion, right? And I think the best way to combat that comparison is honestly, if you can just stop in that moment 
and just reflect on yourself, like reflect on the things that you've accomplished, how far you've come, some of the things that you've done positively and some Mm -hmm. of your goals for going forward. I think that can help a lot with ending the comparison trap. So I think we're always going to do that. I think especially with social media, we are always going to compare ourselves. Like it's just natural. Like I just think we will. And so I think you just have to figure out how to manage that and like how to navigate it. And Comparing yourself to other people, that's what we used to call keeping up with the Joneses, right? When Mm -hmm. you start to spend because you see what other people have, now we call it keeping up with the Kardashians. And the best thing, (laughs) had to, had to give them the update, right? Like keeping up with the Joneses, that's, it's so old, like so old. But um, either way, either way, I think that you have to be able to evaluate yourself in that moment, right? Like I know we've talked about this before. Critical thinking is so important in our mm-hmm. lives, right? And especially with our financial plans. And I know we've talked about emotional control like offline before because we've seen it with people right. who don't exercise emotional control where it's like, okay, you have to evaluate in that very moment how are you going to act, right? It's the same with mm-hmm. your finances. When you're in a financial crisis, Right. And when you go and you look at your account, like George was saying, and you feel like, oh, dang, like I suck. Like (laughs) I thought I was spending X, but I'm really spending way more than X instead of giving up. Like, how are you going to turn that into a positive and make that make that a positive in your life? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So this (laughs) this conversation This conversation is really giving me all the feels of champagne and capital gains. Hey, <laughs> I really got to put that on the shirt. That should be like the official, like, I guess it has to be college graduation because it's going to be high school graduation, but the official celebration shirt. Um, so what she's talking about, y'all, is that that is my pin tweet. Uh, <laughs> champagne and capital gains. So is that what we're doing? Are we calling out tweets? Are we... Going tweet tweet? Let's, yeah, let's go tweet for tweet real quick. I got a little time like, today. Like Soldier Boy, he, he, he stole my whole flow bar for bar. <laughs> All right, so I Champagne got a little Capital time Boy. today. Yeah, she got time today, y'all. It's Friday. We're actually recording this on a Friday. We typically record on a Wednesday, Wealthy Wednesdays, but today's Financial Friday because it's Financial Literacy Month. Now, honestly, it just shook out that way. To keep it a buck with y'all, like the for those who love the podcast and tune in every week. It's, an, it's effort, right? Like we have not missed one, like rain, sleet, or snow. Like I remember I've recorded episodes in Jamaica, I've recorded episodes in Atlanta, um, or Jacqueline's recorded episodes while traveling. Like we have not missed one. So our day is typically Wednesday. This is a great lesson. Just follow, walk with me here. But no matter what, we committed to it. And so we're showing up for y'all. Same thing for your financial plan, right? Once you commit to it, show up for yourself. I think Jacqueline, and I'll get to it when I go to her tweets. But I think she has a tweet like, or she just says it a lot. Isn't this like, you know, if you break the promises to yourself, you know, or something like that, it's like, how do you expect people to respect you if you don't even respect yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like, keep your promises to yourself. And if your promise is, I'm trying to level up financially, and this is what it looks like, keep that promise. But as I digress, I had to use that, rub that analogy back in. Um, Champagne and capital gains. So I feel like life is a celebration. I feel like every day that you wake up, it's a celebration. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I've had some health concerns, challenges in the past. Um, some of which, you know, y'all just don't realize that, you know, I still deal with. Right. And it is what it is. Don't me please do not feel sorry for me. 
Life is life is grand. God is good. Right. But it's the reality. And so because of that, it's given me a tremendous perspective to just like be happy. Right. And so champagne and capital gains is at the end of the day, every day is a celebration. And especially when you get into the get into this money, right? When you get into this capital gains, you know what I'm saying? So like that's my official toe. So when y'all come tap in with us, when y'all celebrate with us in an undisclosed location that we'll be releasing very, very soon for our melanin millionaires. That if I get a chance to toast, that's what I'm, you know, yo, champagne and capital gains. That's all it is, man. Life's a celebration. So when you have these milestones. When you have these wins financially, whatever, no matter how big or small, maybe it's you saved your first thousand. Maybe it's you fully funded your emergency fund. Maybe it's you hit six figures in business for the first time. I don't care. Celebrate champagne and capital gains. That's what that tweet's all about. No, definitely have to celebrate. But going back to like your reason for celebrating life, it's life is ironic, right? Mm -hmm. It takes sadness to know happiness. Mm. And it takes extreme pain sometimes physically to know like what Mm -hmm. good health is and finally starting to realize the connection between gut health and mental clarity yeah yeah i like like that pivot i like that i like that (laughs) that little pivot a life changer yeah, we're supposed to be going tweet for tweet, but y'all, y'all see how subtly I just rolled that in there. Okay, if you don't have smooth. a woman on your team, get a woman on your team. Okay, yeah, because that was smooth. <laughs> that was I was, I was like, okay, I'm feeling the vibes. And she, I was like, oh, I tweeted that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but it's real though. Like, and it's weird how we kind of had this epiphany at the same time, and I only know because you tweeted this. But mm-hmm. I had the same thing, and I've gone to like I used to get my vitamins like you know I would get the cheap stuff whatever that the grocery store kind of like maybe uh I would get like the cheaper stuff at Whole Foods and then when I really realized it was like whoa 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 wait your Mm -hmm. gut health is like so connected to the way the rest of your body works and even the mental clarity like I'm stealing your whole tweet thunder so I'm gonna let you have it but we just came to that same realization yeah yeah and you just like to, to that end, I'll give you a, a, the subtweet of the tweet, but it's like, you don't always know how wrong something is until you measure it against something that's right. Right. So sometimes like you don't even realize like, damn, I was bloated this whole time and didn't even know it. Right. Or I was whatever, like, and you didn't even know because you hadn't had a chance to measure it up against something. Right. And I think that's a microcosm of life. Like how many of us have been in the toxic relationships and because we were in it so long, then when we got disconnected from that person or we got connected to somebody who was total opposite, it's like, wait, is this what it's supposed to be like? Because I was over here and you know what I'm saying? So like, it's so important to like <laughs> get to a space where it's like, my mom's leaving y'all. Shout out to my mom. Mom, you just made the podcast. Bye, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> and Jacqueline, Jacqueline says bye. bye. She said bye. Um, I heard that bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just bring it in the house. It's fine. Yeah, but see, I'm um, laughing so, though because you were like talking about how life is ironic. It's yeah. kind of like when you grew up like in the hood or in a poor area, and then like you mm-hmm. go around rich people and you're like, wait, this is this is what this is like? Oh, this is what life is Facts. supposed to be like. Facts. Oh, okay. Right? Which which is a great segue though, right? It's like get in the we, we said at least every podcast, right? That's why it's so important to get in the room. That's why it's so important to have those experiences and travel. Because like, what's something that happened to me when I, tra- I think, I don't know if I stayed in a Butler suite or I flew, I don't know what it was, but like I did something 
And after I did that, I was like, oh, I can't go back to the old version. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's so important to get around the right things, get around the things that are going to stretch your horizon because that is going to show you like, oh, I'm just, I was just existing. I wasn't really living life at the highest level. Getting in rooms with people who are making it multi-seven and eight figures. It's like, you might've been the, the best person in your, in your room, right? But then you got in this room and it's like, not from a comparison standpoint, but it's showing you things at a different level. And so while that tweet was originally talking about gut help and the connection to mental clarity and just your health in general, and now it has evolved into how can I get closer to finding the highest version of what's possible for me in this life, right? Because once you chase that, once you get, get towards that, it's going to remind you that like, yo, like I can't just be existing and I got to take advantage of this thing called life, which makes me wonder when you think about taking advantage of things in life, like investing in the stock market, Jacqueline, why do you say that it's simple? I believe everyone's bio should have stock investor written in it. Break it down for us because people think the stock market is complex. So why, why should everyone, that's a bold statement. Why should everyone have stock investor in their portfolio? Literally everyone should. I mean, more people do have stock investor potential in their bio um, and they don't even know, right? Like people don't even know that their 401k invests in the stock market. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a personal financial advisor that you could ask questions to, to help you navigate, you know, spending decisions, help you, you know, figure out investments that make sense for you to help you achieve financial success. Well, you no longer have to wonder that because we created that inside the Melanin Millionaires Club with our flagship feature, Pocket Advisor. With Pocket Advisor, it's just like it sounds. You have an advisor right in your pocket where you can ask a real expert, real questions in real time to help you navigate your journey towards financial success. So if you want to learn more about that, click the link in the show notes, go to melaninmoney.com forward slash pocket advisor to learn how you can get an advisor in your pocket for less than $2 a day. Mm-hmm. Like that blows, it It blows me. And it's a yeah. question that I ask a lot. Like when I go in a room and I'm speaking and I'm like, okay, who here like actually invests in the stock market? And then of the people who don't raise their hand. So I'm like, okay, if you didn't raise your hand, like, do you have a 401k? Because if you do, you can put stock investor in your bio, right? right? And then just having that conversation with them of like, you do know, blah, 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 right? So I do think that everyone should have it in their bio. Why? It's one of the easiest ways to make passive income. It's responsible easiest. for so many multimillionaires, um, mm-hmm. net worths, right? Like it's it's just an amazing asset. Um, yeah. Since this is the Melanin uh, Millionaires, you know, Melanin Money Show, Melanin Millionaires Club, right? Mm-hmm. There was this TED talk that I had heard and I can't remember what his name is. And I know this is a popular story, but if y'all know, tag him below. But he has a TED talk where he spent, I think like 10 years in prison or something like that, right? And he had an OG like cellmate for a very long oh, time. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And so dude would get the paper every day. And when he would come back to the room with the paper, the OG cellmate would say, yo, let me get that business section. And the guy was like, yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. reading the business section. Like here you can have it. So then one mm-hmm. day the OG cellmate said to the younger dude was like, Hey, you know, you should put your money in the stock market. And the younger dude was like, why? The older dude was like, well, that's where all white people put their money. 
So I don't know if that's easier for people to understand why they should invest in the stock market. But yeah, everyone should have stock investor in their bio. Yeah. And it's not even like real estate versus stocks. Right. But it's like we got to think about on a practical level from a barrier to entry standpoint. If I want to invest in stocks today and I have a dollar, I can do it. It's that simple. If I have one dollar and I want to invest in the stock market, I can invest in the entire stock market by an index fund today. Now, I'll be the first to tell you that a dollar isn't going to move the needle for you, right? Like, I'm not going to lie to you, like some of the other personal financial fluff people, a dollar isn't going to do it. But the barrier to entry to get started is so low versus if you want to just buy your own single family home, you got to have a certain credit score. You got to go through the kind of the gauntlet to get approved. Like, it's, it's not an easy process, right? And I'm not saying because it's not easy, you shouldn't do it. All I'm saying is because investing is so easy, to Jacqueline's point, we're validating it through the statement every should have it in their bio. So Everyone, I agree. But listen, everybody should have it in their bio. High five. Virtual high five into a Millie rock. Wait, oh, hold on. Do it again. Oh, you're on this side for me. <laughs> I'm on this. Side. Okay, okay, guys. Cool. But, but, but listen, no, you're right. Everyone should have it in their bio because the stock market is a wild place. If you're not scary, You can legit make an annual salary in the market in a few days and do absolutely no work. Simply own shares of quality companies. Are there swings and bad days or periods? Yes. But in the long run, it's a game changer. Yeah. I mean, wise man with decent words. Who said that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was a tweet from very recently, actually. Um, yeah. So, you know, the market has, you know, been a little turmoil, um, you know, earlier part of the year. Yeah, but low. you can legit make an annual salary. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, and it's truly passive. God, like Jacqueline's own real estate. You know, she's talked about that, you know, online before. I think her and Jay did like a live a while back. Um, so, yeah, it's like you're talking to people who have done a little bit of most things, almost everything but a little bit of most things. So when we're telling you like stock market is it, stock market is it. it yeah, as in we've, terms of like, it's the only thing, but like, it's a great place to build wealth. Well, the thing is, so like even shout out to Justin Giles, top fund manager on Instagram. Okay. We say no free promo, but Justin free promo. Okay. He <laughs> literally teaches people how to flip homes, right? He doesn't do like a whole lot of wholesaling, but he does like work in that industry, but mm-hmm. he will tell you himself, like he still has some stock market investments because why right. would you not, why would you not diversify? Like literally like having the best CEOs in the world work for you. That's essentially what it's like. You know what I'm saying? But when you think about that, I think the challenge with, people investing is they get so immersed in all these different types of information, like to the point where you're drowning information, starving for truth. That's because no one can tell you what's truly for you. Only you know that in quote. So Jacqueline, what were your thoughts when you, uh, when you tweeted that one? It was a, it was a little abrupt turn, but I got you. Um, so in tweeting that, you are drowning in the truth or drowning in information, but starving for the truth. You're drowning in information, but starving for the truth. I do remember tweeting that because that's the truth. Like people are drowning in information. You can find information 
any and everywhere these days, right? Everything mm-hmm. behind your phone, everything on your computer. You can find, right. if I go YouTube, you know, how to change out my cabinets, I'm probably going to find like 2,500 different videos just on YouTube alone. That's not even a Google search. Okay. And let's not right. forget about poor little Bing. Okay. I'm sure things pop up on Bing too. Okay. So you can find all of this information. Huh? Shout out to Bing. <laughs> <laughs> we love a good underdog story. We love a good underdog story. But that's the truth. You're drowning in information. You're being smacked with content in the face every single day. So you're just getting all of it thrown at you. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like what you what you really want at the end of the day is the truth. But the problem is you're going to search through those 2,500 YouTube videos trying to find the truth, not understanding that the truth is in whatever is meant for you. Mm-hmm. And by you searching all of these other places for this information, you are really, really just pushing yourself further down in that, you know, drowning ocean. Right. So you've got to figure out what's for you. And the only way to do that is to spend time with you, with you and not other people. You have to spend a lot of time alone getting to know yourself. And this is not just once, you know, every other month, like this is a very consistent thing that you're going to have to do. I know that every time I feel like I've reached a new pinnacle of personal development, something smacks me in the face. I'm like, "Mm, you're not quite there, Jack. Okay. (laughs) So it's just a continuous process, just like your financial plan. You have to continuously be working on yourself and learning yourself. Yeah. And what, what that makes me think about is this quote that has stuck with me for years. And it says, the truth of all disease, when you break the word disease down, it's dis-ease. The true world root of all disease is being disconnected from oneself. Right? How many times physically, not even mentally, but how many times physically have you had like a little ache in your shoulder or like, you know, crick in your neck or just something felt off? Right. Because you know what it feels like to feel completely normal, everything functioning properly, but you had something completely, a little bit off. You just kind of ignored it. You kind of just like accepted like it is what it is. Maybe because you were busy, maybe because you didn't want to know what it was, or maybe because you just accepted it. Right. The problem is pain is the body telling you that something's off. So you don't want to ignore it. So it's the same thing anywhere else. Like if you feel mental fog or you feel like you might be having uh, you're like sad or whatever it is, like something's off. Right. And so you should dig in yourself to figure out what's going on. How can I recalibrate it? When did I feel my best self last? Like you should actually, right? Like I'm so glad that mental health is being so much more normalized because like you need to have those check-ins with yourself, right? You need to ask for help if you need to. You need to be able to tell people, hey, I can't do this today because I'm not in the best place mentally today. I need a break, right? All those things are very okay to say. And we know we're the money show, but money means nothing if your mindset isn't right, right? Because guess what will happen is you'll, you'll spend money to fill the void of whatever you're missing. Ooh, I'm preaching now, <laughs> Right. So you might want to recalibrate that before you even worry about the money thing, because if you don't have the right mindset, right, Jacqueline was talking earlier about comparison. So imagine if you don't know what you truly want and you're benchmarking your financial success off everybody else's, then you're going to use your money to fuel a dream that isn't even your own. Right. So I think that's a kind of a great way to like wind this podcast down to a degree. But it's just like, guys, like everything we talked about is important. Financial plan all these nuggets and gems from the tweets. But most importantly, 
look inside of yourself and ask yourself, what does George want? What does Jacqueline truly want? Not what does somebody else want for me? Not what does the person who I'm following, who has a hundred thousand followers have and out like, no, black out the noise and ask yourself, what do you want? And then once you get, once you have an answer for that, then align your financial resources, your time, your energy, and your effort in support of that. And that to me is true financial planning. Wow. I feel like we just need to abruptly end it there. (laughs) No, but this was fun. I think the moral of the story is be careful what you tweet because you may get asked about your tweets on site. Here is one last tweet. I'm going to end it off because I think it wraps up everything that we talked about. And this is one of Jacqueline's. The best math you can learn to calculate is the future value of your current decisions, right? So guys, when you're doing the math and you ask yourself what you're spending, what you're doing, like, don't worry about how it's going to impact you today. How is this going to impact me five days from now, five weeks from now, five months from now, five years from now? And so I think that's what she meant by that. But as we close out, Jacqueline, when you were tweeting, when you were tweeting that, what kind of was going through your mind um, when you tweeted that? That was it. It's really small habits equal your big outcome of your life, right? So there's a lot of times, even me, like I've been a very all or nothing person. And it's uh-huh. just, I've been like that from day one. I think it has to do with the fact that I grew up with my grandfather and he was a NASCAR mechanic. So it was like, you know, NASCAR, all or nothing. That? Didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah. So it's all or nothing. Right. So I always had this very like, okay, all kind of personality. And then I realized Mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, as I've matured, guys, I've realized that like I can't spend 10 hours one day by myself and then then not spend time by myself for two years. Right. I learned that it's small habits. Right. So it's how I talk to myself every single morning when Mm -hmm. I'm by myself, right? It's Mm -hmm. small habits of, okay, saving $20 a day ends up being over $7,000 a year, right? Mm -hmm. Making $274 a day ends up being a six-figure year for you. So Mm -hmm. it's important to understand that those small habits lead up to whatever this big outcome is that you want, right? Or potentially want. So all of these small things add up. That's all I'm saying. I love it. You know what? One last tactical thing before we leave, guys. When you do your little financial review, right? Because we gave you all some homework earlier. I want you to do something else too. I want you to ask yourself, what business, what side hustle could I create where I can make $274 a day? Now, here's the kicker. The kicker is if you're, if you're surviving or living right now, technically, you don't need that money. Technically. What I would encourage you to do is start that business and see what business can I create that, or what side hustle can I create that can produce 274 a day and I can invest every dollar outside of whatever it costs to run the business into my investment account or whatever financial goal you have, right? Think about that. I really want you to think about that and let us know in the show notes what you come up with because I think one of the easiest ways to supercharge your wealth is making money you don't need to live. One of the easiest ways, forget investment returns. Things somebody did a tweet a while back. It was like making an extra $10,000 versus getting a 10% return to market on a certain portfolio size, whatever it was. And it showed how dramatically different 
um, you know, how, how, how dramatically different the outcome was, right? Stock market is great. It's phenomenal. But if you don't have any money to invest in it, <laughs> then those percentages aren't going to feel like much. So figure out how you can make some extra money and make your first six-figure side hustle. And we would love to figure out or learn what you come up with. Yep, so if you that, are in the Melon and Millionaires Club, make sure that you drop your side hustle or how you are working your financial plan out in the community so we can hold you accountable. Also, we have a ton of resources in there. So if you need more help, you can actually directly message us in there as well. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.